What does it mean to live differently? Hi, I'm Jenna. Welcome to the Simple Home Podcast. The real reason behind this podcast is to encourage you to live differently. In a society that tells us that more is better and busy is to be expected, I want to give you permission and tips and tricks to help you create a simpler home, simpler days, and cherished moments. Each week, we'll talk about decluttering, organizing, and managing a home. We'll talk about thriving in motherhood, slowing down, and cherishing the journey. Most importantly, we'll have real conversations with real moms who are choosing to live differently and finding joy in motherhood. Take the first step to simplifying your motherhood and head over to athomewithkids.com forward slash resources to find a free resource that's perfect for you in the season that you're in. And stick with me each week as we dive into these topics together. Well, hey there, welcome to another episode of the Simple Home Podcast. In case we haven't met before, my name is Jenna, and I'm thrilled that you are tuning in again this week. Now, if you have been wanting to join me in the Simple Home Reset, it is open right now for enrollment, and enrollment actually ends this Sunday night because we are getting started on June 14th. So Monday, June 14th, we are getting started. So if you haven't signed up and you've been wanting to sign up for this program, go ahead and head over to athomewithkids.com forward slash simple home reset. You can also reach out to me with any questions. I would love to see if it's a good fit for you before you um, get signed up if you have any questions. Okay, so don't forget to do that. Now, today on the episode, I brought on Tony Ann from Real Happy Mom. If you haven't listened to the Real Happy Mom podcast, you are going to love it. So make sure you head over there and um, find the best episodes for you because I know you're going to be inspired by Tony Ann. The thing I love about this interview was that she gives us such practical tips. You know, I'm all about simplifying and having really actionable tips and she delivers and she gives one in particular. So just um, as you listen to this at the end, I'm going to go back through kind of what, what my favorite thing was, but she gives us one really big takeaway that we can put into action right now and it'll make you feel lighter and help you to simplify all different areas of your life. So I know you're going to love Tony Ann. So let's jump into the interview right now. Well, hi there, Tony Ann. Thank you so much for coming on the Simple Home Podcast today. I'm so excited to get to chat with you. Yes, thank you, Jennifer, for having me. I'm really excited to be here with you today. Yeah, absolutely. So before we kind of jump into our topic today, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Yes, so I am a wife and a mom first, of course. I'm also a full-time dentist and a reservist in the Navy. And then I also have my... um, blog and podcast, Real Happy Mom. So I wear many hats, do a lot of different things. It kind of just depends on what we're talking about (laughs) is what I will tell you what I do. But those are the many hats that I juggle. And that's just kind of the brief version of what I do. Yeah, absolutely. And I I love your podcast and how you very much incorporate the working mom and the busyness that that creates, but um, how you can kind of set your priorities and all of that. So I'm really excited that you are here with us because, so I work from home, I'm a photographer and a podcaster. And so pretty much all my work is from home, but it's still, you know, juggling all the things. Um, I know all moms, no matter what they're doing, whether they're working or stay at home, mom have all of that. So it's going to be exciting to hear your wisdom on all of that. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So when it comes to motherhood or really just adulthood (laughs) in general, right? 
We have so much on our plate, so many hats, like you said, how do you help moms learn to prioritize? Yeah. Prioritizing. That's one thing that I wish we would have gotten a little bit more of like when we were coming up, especially, um, like even in like high school and college and things like that. But anyways, for me, prioritizing is really focusing on what is most important. Also, what's going to help move the needle. And I know even like right now, like I was just having kind of this like little panic attack. I was like, oh my goodness, I have so many things to do. You know, how am I going to get it all done? But really it's just taking that to-do list and really looking at, okay, what can I do that has to be done by me? What can I delegate out? What can I, you know, put off till later or just completely eliminate? But really just looking and seeing like, okay, do you really need to get it done? And if you do, then prioritize or figuring out from there. Sorry, try not to use the word prioritize when we're describing it, but figure out from there you know, what is the most important thing that you need to get done like right, right now? And what's going to move the needle? Um, so just let's just say, for instance, I'm, I'm thinking about um, Real Happy Mom. So I know that there's a podcast episode that went out today and I didn't finish writing up the show notes. <laughs> so that's kind of important. So me posting on Instagram or, you know, um, replying back to an email is not really important. Or if you want to talk about with motherhood, I know that, um, you know, laundry gets backed up. And I know that that's a big thing with moms is, is laundry. But if you have, you like no food in the, the kitchen, like maybe we need to go grocery shopping first before we tackle laundry. So really just looking to see like, okay, what needs my immediate attention? And then, you know, going from there and then kind of tackling tasks little by little. Because the other thing, Jenna, that I've noticed is once we start getting things done, we get that motivation, we get that ball rolling and it's a lot easier to tackle things. So prioritizing doesn't become such a big issue once we get things done because we're already like in that grooving and we're already moving. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you said that. And I, I also, I think that sometimes we, like you said, you're thinking about all the things you had to get done and, and it does, it makes us anxious. It makes us think like, how in the world am I going to do this? But if we do kind of sit with it for a minute and actually just either write it down or really think through each thing, that's helpful too, because it makes it smaller, right? It's not such a big, a big list in our heads, I think. Yeah. And the other thing too, that I learned, Jenna, especially like with having so many hats that I wear is really kind of compartmentalizing everything and looking and seeing, okay, like, what do I need to do for the Navy? What do I need to do for real happy mom? What do I need to do for work? And then from there, kind of like seeing, okay, what really needs to get done now? And what can I wait on later? That kind of thing too. And um, you can even do that with the kids too. So for the kids, like how to like, remember everything, get that to-do list so you can begin to start prioritizing is Um, I have a friend that taught me head, shoulders, knees, and toes. So start from the head. Like for my kids, like I know they need a haircut, moving down to the shoulders. Like I know that um, my son has outgrown his pajamas, so I need to buy him new pajamas or I need to schedule his physical. So just kind of moving down um, the kid's body like that so you don't forget the things so you can make that to-do list and then prioritize from there. Oh, I love that. I've never, ever heard that before, the head, shoulders, knees, and toes, but that's such a good a good one. I think I could use that for myself as well. Like, oh, yes. remembering, you know, <laughs> all the things I need to do to actually take care of myself as well. So yeah, I love that visual. So what about some steps then that we could take to kind of manage our time or maybe set up some good habits and routines so that we can, you know, get those things done once we've kind of prioritized? 
Yes. It's, when it comes to routines, there's um, two routines in particular that I really feel strongly about that I know for myself, if I do these things on a regular basis, my life is so much better and I'm not as overwhelmed. I'm not, you know, as stressed. The first one is, is the evening routine, because I really feel like your evening sets you up for the next day. And if you set yourself up for success, then it makes things a whole lot smoother and you can actually tackle things without, you know, feeling like everything's chaotic and, oh my goodness, what am I doing? That kind of feeling. So really just taking some time to, you know, get some things in order around the house, like just tidying things up, not necessarily saying that you have to clean, but those areas that you see the most. So like for me, when I walk in through the garage door, like that's the area I see first and like seeing clutter and a mess, like just immediately gets me anxious. So I'll just go over there and just like quickly, like put things away. It literally takes 30 seconds. So I'm not saying like go in and deep clean anything. Okay. So just taking a few minutes just to tidy up those places that you see um, the most often and then um, preparing for the next day and seeing, okay, what do I need to get done for myself? What do I need to do for the kids? Like getting the kids clothes out, getting your clothes out. Um, you know, if there is a meeting or anything like that, that, you know, you need to have certain items prepared for making sure that you have it ready to go. And then for me, because in the morning, sometimes like all I'm thinking about is like making it to work on time. Because it's always something going on in the mornings. I will literally put things in my car so it's already in there, ready to go, so that I don't have to think. And that's my biggest thing is what can I do to help myself so I don't have to think so much? Because we have a million decisions that we're making throughout the day. The last thing you want to do is spend that decision-making power trying to figure out, you know, where the kid's instrument is for band practice. Like, seriously, like, let's just put that away so that we can use that to make some really important decisions that, you know, are really going to be some game changers for us. So, getting the clothes, getting the things ready for the next day. And then also looking to see, like reflecting and seeing like, okay, like what went well today? And then, you know, what can I do tomorrow to make sure it's a success? And usually that for me is just like getting my to-do list and then writing out my top three things to do. So having all those things done the night before makes it a lot easier. And then also too, since I'm like prioritizing my health right now, because I don't know about you, Jenna, but I kind of gained like 25 pounds because of this pandemic. I'm trying to lose this weight. And part of the problem for me is one, I'm an emotional eater and two, like food isn't prepared. So I just eat whatever. And that is just setting yourself up for <laughs> major problems. <laughs> so getting my lunch ready getting things ready as far as dinner the next day. Those are two key things. If I do that in that evening routine as well, like I'm just like, okay, like today's going to be okay. I'm not going to eat all my kids crackers or cookies or whatever is in the pantry. Like I'm going to be able to have a good balanced meal and not be hungry later. So doing certain things like that helps with making the day run smoother the next day. Um, and also um, so that you know, I can really show up for not only for everyone else, but also for myself too. So I think that is a key one. And I have another routine, which is like my Sunday routine, which I talk about all the time that those two things, like if I do that, my life is good, <laughs> really good. Yeah. Just taking that extra time to plan out things. I think sometimes we think, or at least I do, I don't know. I always think, well, the planning part's going to take more time and who has more time. Right. But the truth is if we if we do that on the front end, then everything else takes less time. It's just getting in the habit of actually doing it and realizing that, you know, it's going to take you less time at the end if you really, really do do it. So I don't know. I, I laughed when you talked about the pandemic and the extra eating that we all did because mm -hmm. I have really struggled since I started staying home. I used to teach full time out of the house and 
you know, when you work out of the house, you take your meal with you and you're, but when you're home all day with your children and they're, you're giving them snacks every 20 minutes because they eat constantly and stuff, it was a, it was a little bit harder for me. So yeah, over the past several years, I've had to, I've had to really change, you know, simplify the things that, that I know I'm going to eat. And same with you, like plan the night before. Cause if I, if I know what I'm going to eat, it's not a big deal, but otherwise I'm just raiding the fridge and <laughs> eating all day long. <laughs> totally with you. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So as we're kind of getting our priorities in line and, you know, thinking through these routines that we can set up one thing I know I've struggled with, I know I've talked to listeners about this is just like letting go of some of the guilt of not being able to do it all, not being able to be everything for everyone in all of our positions and all of that. So how can we kind of stop trying to be everything for everyone or, or let go of some of that guilt that we have? Yeah, that's a really good one. And and that's something that I, I used to struggle a lot with. And at times, yeah, it creeps back up. But the biggest thing that I'm seeing is um, asking myself some questions, because a lot of times I feel like we make ourselves feel guilty about things that really are like, really, Jenna, like, are you really beating yourself up about that today? So just really like asking yourself some questions and some of the things, like, especially when it comes to my kids, like I had to ask myself, like, when I would leave them because I would feel bad about leaving the house um, and they're like crying and, you know, throwing a fit because mommy's leaving. Like I have to like, you know, remind myself like, okay, it, are they like safe in being fed and all those basic things? Yes. Um, you know, am I causing them any harm? Are they in any harm? No. Like So me leaving is something that's necessary in order for them to one, be able to eat and have a nice place to live and two, so that they can have those toys they keep asking me for. So me leaving, I'm not going to beat myself up about that. And it really takes like some talking to myself to be like, Tony, and like, you're going to work, you'll be back. Like it's, it's okay. And then two, just really seeing like, is what I'm feeling justified or unjustified? And this is something that I learned from um, one of my friends, Jessica. She was um, sharing how Guilt is one of those feelings that lets you know something is off or something is wrong. Sometimes that guilt can be justified, meaning that, you know, you said something um, really hurtful, you lashed out at your kids, um, you know, you were just not being a nice person. That is justified to feel guilty if you did something like that to your kids. Okay. But you going to work, you, you know, taking time to go work out or, you know, you telling your kid to wait because you have to finish whatever project it is that you need for work by a deadline, that's not justified. Like you shouldn't feel guilty about that. So remind yourself, like, is this like a justified, like reason for me to feel guilty? Like, did I hurt someone? Did I hurt, you know, their feelings or physically hurt them? No. Like, and then after that, that's when I can like kind of start to let it go and let it melt away. But also to, like I said, just asking those questions and, and reminding myself, like, why am I doing these things? You know, why do I have to leave? Or why am I telling my kid, you know, not right now? Um, but it, it it's really one of those things that I've had to just like tell myself like, okay, Tony, and like, are you being the best version of yourself? Because that, that guilt can really like get you down and make you feel really, really bad. Cause I will tell you another um, thing that I don't talk about a lot, Jenna, is that I would feel guilty because I would worry about what other people would think, especially um, is like family members and things like that. And finally I had to get to a point and be like, like I had to define like what a good mom was for me and, 
just like be like, no, like I'm not going to be able to do all those things that everyone else wants me to. And that's okay. Like I can't, I can't do that. But yes, that is a really hard one. But like I said, reminding yourself is the guilt justified or unjustified has been the biggest thing that's helped me with the, especially the mom guilt in particular. Yeah. I really appreciate that you said that. I think so originally when I was working full-time out of the house, I had that guilt of leaving them in the morning. I was a teacher. So I was like, why am I spending all this time with other people's kids and not with my kids? And I had all these, you know, emotions. And then I decided to stay home and it was like the opposite. I was, I was guilty because I didn't really enjoy just playing for eight hours a day. Like I needed to do something else, you know? And so I started doing photography and the podcast and stuff. And so I felt guilty about that because I was staying home. So I think we have it like all across the board, no matter what situation we're in, no matter what changes, there's always going to be that. So I love the idea of just asking ourselves those questions and just being practical with it. Like, is this really, you know, something that we're, we're putting on ourselves or, or justified, like you said. So I still have to remember that I still go through, you know, like sometimes I'm doing great and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. My kids are fine. And other times, you know, I'm telling them, hold on, hold on. And I feel guilty or, or whatever. So I still work on it day to day (laughs) and I assume it, it will continue to be that way, but those are great tools that we can utilize for sure. So I like to be really practical on this podcast and just make things as simple as possible because that's, you know, we don't need any more stuff on our plate. Right. So what do you feel like, um, are some keys to just successfully simplifying our motherhood? <laughs> that I like that question. That's good. It's loaded, um, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Cause I'm like, Oh, she's asking me a lot of stuff with that one. Um, so the biggest thing going back to what I was saying about defining what a good mom is to you, um, because, what I'm learning now is like what success looks like for me may not be the same for you and to the person that's listening. And and that's totally fine. And I feel like we have to be okay with what our definition of success looks like. So um, <laughs> yes, definitely redefining that. And then also to um, really tapping into like what is like really most important, really valuable. And it's crazy that this is coming up because sorry if this is like going off on a tangent here, but I think it's really important to to bring this up. I was having a conversation with one of my friends and he was like, Tony, I'm like, why you work so much? Like, what are you doing? Like you all over the place. And I was like, first of all, I like what I do. Like I really enjoy it. And secondly, like I was making up some excuse again. Like I always like say the reason why I do things is for my kids. And that's a lie half of the time. (laughs) Like I do it for myself and for my ego, if I'm being truly honest with you. Um, But I really had to take a step back and like, think like, why am I doing all these things? Are these things like really important to me? And like half the stuff I was doing and the stuff that I thought I liked was stuff that other people were telling me and stuff that I had been imposed with, you know, growing up, like, oh, you should do this and you should, you know, have these things. Like, I don't care about this stuff. Like, I don't want a bigger house because I don't want to clean it. Like, like, I did find out that I do like shoes. So yeah, I'm gonna buy me another pair of shoes and I do like cars. So I'm gonna make sure my car is nice. But my house, I don't care. Like, (laughs) I'm not gonna beat myself up about that. But really just taking some time to really figure out 
what is most valuable to you and then redefining what success looks like, I think has been like really key for me because it's really helped me to simplify things. So I'm not trying to do all the things and be all the things for everyone because when you don't have that definition and when you really don't know what that is, I feel like that's what leads you into being really unhappy and living this really what looks like on the outside, a really nice life, but you are truly unhappy and not fulfilled. So really to simplify things is really to ask yourself, like, what is most important to you? What do you truly value? What does a good mom or a good wife or whatever the role is look like to you? And once you have those definitions, then you can start to eliminate a lot of the things that don't matter. Because I will tell you what, like, I have been like so happy the past few weeks and I haven't been doing much. <laughs> and it's really just like getting down to like what truly lights me up. And I'm so glad I had that conversation with my friend and he kind of shined a light on that. Like, you know, one, it made me see that I do enjoy what I do, but also two, it let me see there was a lot of things I was doing because I thought that's what you're supposed to do. And it's a waste of time. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. I think, you know, we live in a really tiny house too. And that's my number one reason. Like I don't want to clean a big house. I just, I don't want to waste my time with that. I'm, I'm good at tidying things, but I am not a good deep cleaner. Like I just, I want something small. So, you know, it's manageable. So I'm totally with you. I think sometimes we, we just fall into those traps. It's so easy to do because it's all around us. Um, quick story, really quick. I was um, doing a photography workshop in town and I was chatting with the moms and they were all young moms. They all had little ones, like two, maybe a baby, you know, toddlers and babies that were there with us. And one of the moms was telling me how they had just sold their house and they were so excited because the market was like crazy, you know, it's been crazy. And so they were able to like double their, the money that they had into it. So they were going to, you know, go put it down. They were building a house at that point and they were going to finance it and spend all the money that they had made. And I was thinking in my head, you know, like, is that what she really wants? She's got these two little kids. They're going to be financed really big, you know, or is that because that's what everybody else is doing? They're all, you know, building a bigger house and nicer house and, and stuff. And so it always makes me think of that when I see that, cause I think, I wonder if that's really the direction she wants to go, or if she feels like that's what they're supposed to do because they made some money on their first house and now, you know, they need a bigger one. <laughs> so yeah, it doesn't always have to do with houses, obviously, but that was just reminded me of that for sure. And, you know, I just hope people just take a step back from our lives and think, like you said, like, what, what is it really that I want? What can I, you know, do to, to make that happen and eliminate the rest of the stuff, kind of edit out the things that don't matter to us as much. Well, so one of the questions I always ask um, my guests, and it can relate to, you know, whatever you want it to relate to, but if you could grab a busy mom by the shoulders, look her right in the eyes and tell her one thing, what would it be? That is really good. I was just thinking like, I want to like grab myself like 10 years ago <laughs> and shake myself. <laughs> and I would just tell her like, you know, really just think about like what is most important to you because going back to what we were talking about earlier, I feel like a lot of times we do things because we think we're supposed to, or we have to, or whatever the case is. And really quick story. Um, when I had my first son, I had completely lost myself. And that was because I thought to be a good mom, you're supposed to go home and take care of everyone and be everything for your family. 
And as a result, I stopped doing all the things that I enjoyed doing. And I like got to a point where I didn't even know what I like to do for fun. Like literally one of my um, colleagues came up to me and was like, yeah, so, you know, like I'm going to do so-and-so like, what do you like to do for fun? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. Cause like, I don't do anything except take care of the kids and go to work. And so for that busy mom, I want to just remind her, like, you are a person too. And to remember to do those things that light you up and are valuable to you. And don't get sucked into the trap of doing all those things to be a good mom. Like, it's okay. Um, you're still a good mom, even if you don't do all those things. But don't forget about yourself too. Yeah, I that definitely hits home. I was the exact same way. And in fact, I don't think I came out of it with just my first son. I think it's taken me a little longer. Um, but I think it's better for our kids too. Like not only is it better for us, but they don't want to see that adulthood is all about just taking care of the house and taking care of kids. Right. I mean, they, hopefully they'll have some ambitions and some hobbies and some things that make life enjoyable. And if we don't have that, then, you know, they won't really know that that can be a part of, of their adulthood. So I love that one. Um, and I, I often have to remind myself of that. Like, what are the things that I want to do for myself? And, and my business really is that for me, like doing the podcast and photography is kind of my, my thing that, you know, my family's not necessarily, of course they're a part of it, but it's, it's really for me. And so tell us where we can learn more about you, where we can, you know, get all the wisdom that you have to share. Tell us about your podcast and all the good stuff you have. Yes. Thank you, Jenna. Yeah, definitely. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can find me there at Real Happy Mom. And I'm on the social media channels at Real Happy Mom. And you can go to the website, which has a whole bunch of other good stuff for you as far as the podcast, the blog, all that goodness at realhappymom.com. Awesome. You made it really easy. You have everything nice and streamlined with the same name. That's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That was for myself, by the way. That wasn't for everyone else. No, you did good. I kind of went the opposite route when I first started. I just had a blog and I literally named it in the middle of the night when I was nursing my third baby. And so I had that. And then like three years later, I was like, oh, I think I want to turn it into a podcast, but the blog name didn't really work. So anyways, I'm all over the place on, you know, all the different social medias, but seems okay. I don't stress about it. Yes. Well, I so much appreciate you spending your time with us today. It's been so much fun chatting with you and I just appreciate your time so much. So thanks for coming on the show. And thank you so much for having me. This has really been fun. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. I love to, I just wanted to say real quick that we really have a takeaway from this episode and that we just, you know, figure out what's important to us and Mm -hmm. really kind of streamline what our definition of successful mom or success in the workplace or all those things is. I think that's something I'm going to take away and um, that we can all kind of take action on right away. So I appreciate that. Yes, definitely. Well, I don't know about you, but I loved this episode with Tony Ann. I know that I wanted to sit down right after I talked with her and really think about some of those definitions that she gave us. Like, what does a good mom look like to you? Not to everybody else, but just to you. What does success in your business look like to you? What does success in your, like being a wife or a partner look like to you? All of those different areas that we often 
um, you know, maybe have too much on our plates and things that we can really let go of. We don't really know how to let go of them until we sit down and do this. So I loved that part of the episode and I hope that you take some time to just reflect on that. Use the next few days to kind of reflect on where you're at and if there's things in your life that you can let go of and things in your life that you can continue to do or make better if they are important to you. So make sure you check out her um, podcast, Real Happy Mom. Go to her website and see all the goodness that she has. You're going to love it. I promise she's got so much good stuff. So make sure to check her out everywhere that she is. And also, if you want to join me in the Simple Home Reset, it is open for just a couple more days. So join us. Go to athomewithkids.com forward slash Simple Home Reset. Ask me any questions if you need to. I'd love to see you in this group. All right, have a wonderful weekend and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for joining me on the Simple Home Podcast this week. It truly is a blessing to have you here. If you've been enjoying this podcast and found encouragement here, can you take a moment to leave a rating and a review on iTunes? This is how podcasts grow and how they reach larger audiences. And I am so thankful to get to work with so many women and spread this message. So if you have a moment, head to iTunes and leave a rating and a review. I love to read what you have to say, and I might just spotlight you on an upcoming episode. Also, if you think a friend could use this kind of encouragement, go ahead and share it with them. Tell them about the podcast. Tag me on Instagram with a picture of you listening. Whatever we can do to encourage more women to live differently. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week.